five, four, three, two. Hey, I'm Natalie. I'm a forensic scientist currently living in Lincoln, Nebraska, whose dream is to be on reality TV. And I'm Cersei. I'm a writer, comedian, and performer, which is a really fancy way of saying I'm unemployed. Recently, we started rewatching iCarly and, and realized, realized we had a lot to say about it. So we, we made, made a podcast. podcast. Episode five. Insane. Five whole episodes. Five whole episodes. Well, welcome back to another hot, spicy episode of I Rewatch iCarly. If you don't know who we are, I'm Cersei. And I'm Natalie. And And now now you know. know. (laughs) (laughs) We're so lame. (laughs) So this episode is titled I Want to Stay with Spencer. It is season one, episode five. It was released September 29th, 2007. Um, the director is Adam Wiseman, and the writer of this episode is Arthur Gradstein, who we talked about last episode because he had a little bit of a shout-out from Carly. Um, <laughs> actually from Sam, but still. Also because you're doing the episode introduction, I there's no 9-11 joke here. I was gonna say that too and be like, listen, we're not gonna make a 9-11 joke. I was gonna do it in honor of you, but no, <laughs> we've made it too many. That's it. I've cut the 9-11 joke out of the intro. (laughs) Uh, So this episode is about how Spencer's sculpture has a dangerous malfunction on the iCarly web show. Carly and Spencer's granddad sees this. He comes to Seattle to take Carly away to live with him because he thinks that Spencer's an unfit guardian after all of this. So Sam, Freddie, and Carly come up with a plan to get Granddad to change his mind, but obviously it backfires horribly. So the episode starts out on the iCarly set, (laughs) and Carly starts with, Welcome back to iCarly. If you don't know us, I'm Carly. And Sam goes, I'm Sam. And then in unison, they go, Now you know, which is what we did in the beginning. Cersei really wanted to over-explain it in true iCarly fashion. She wanted to make sure you guys understood the joke. Well, it's not so much that I didn't think people would get the joke. I just really want to enunciate that we did not just think, oh, this would be cute. You get it? Hammer it. (laughs) I'm done. And then I thought this was funny. They instantly go into like, oh, we have something new for you guys today. We're gonna beat each other up and like whoever passes out first loses. Ha ha ha. Da da da. And then they're talking about like movie magic, pretending to punch each other, make it look real. Da 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 da. And you. Well, that this, this is, is exactly the same thing that happened last yeah. week. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just beating the shit out of each other. Literally, I was like, oh, well, I'm glad you guys finally got the bit that you wanted to do last week. Like, (laughs) and I was going to say that Carly and Sam are acting the best that they've acted this entire series so far. Like, they are full-blown actresses. Yeah, like, they did, like, this fake punch and, like, where Carly, like, throws one and Sam pretends to get, like, fucked up by it. And, like, it was, it was good. It was the movie magic. It was good. They have, in true Rob Deerdeck fashion, because iCarly truly just is ridiculousness, they just have a video of someone doing something quote-unquote funny, 
And it's that, it's like this girl doing that thing where you like have like a glass. Also, she says she's like, this is one of my mom's good glasses. And it's like a crystal wine glass. And she like hits a high note to like shatter it. And like, is it, it, like, I know that this is physically possible, but could a child do this? Well, human children have much higher vocal pitches usually, so they can get like the frequency and vibration of the glass. So it's probably easier. Because that's a problem, is that a lot of people can't get it because it's so high up. Oh, so, so it's, like, like, really, like... Yeah, so, like, when you hit that perfect note, it'll match, like, the vibrations of the glass, and that's why it, like, breaks. Could someone, like, match the vibrations of a human and break them? Um, that's a great question. We should ask Chris Sutherland on TikTok. <laughs> I'm Chris Sutherland! Hey, Daddy! <laughs> <laughs> Come on the podcast about iCarly. Tell us some science. Yeah, tell us but, the science behind iCarly. <laughs> like, this is such, like, a quintessential early 2000s joke. Like, it was a beat like a horse that this was possible. I don't know why. Like, it was in fucking Harry Potter. It was in everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was. And then a special guest is on the show. Who is it? <laughs> The sex god himself, Spencer Shea, which he comes on the set serving Dane Cook realness. As always. <laughs> and also, his shirt, he's wearing, like, a long sleeve shirt, obviously, with a t-shirt on top of it because layers, obviously. Of course. And it says Lazy Days Clam Bake on it, and I looked it up, and I tried to figure out what this was, um... And I looked it up, and there is a restaurant in Florida that's like a seafood restaurant with clam bakes and shit like that, and it's called Lazy Days, but that's lazy as in, like, days of the week, and Spencer's shirt yeah. says Lazy Days, like, D-A-Z, like, like you're in a daze. And then Spencer comes on board with just some absolute fucking nonsense. He just starts prattling <laughs> about, like... I heard this guy at the hardware store say, like, are you a bigger fan of hams or a bigger fan of... And then this guy says, he's a fan of hammers, so I made a hammer fan. And then he literally, like, whips <laughs> out this sculpture that's just, like, a bunch of spinning hammers, which, before the nonsense ensues, this is just scary, point-blank, period. A fan of hammers? It's terrifying. And then, of course... Well, it's like... I was gonna say, it's like those wheels that you, like, go and you, like, spin... You know, at, and, like, at, like, amusement parks and shit to, like, win stuff. Mm-hmm. But just hammers. Like, it's deadly. Deadly just, weapons. Just a hammer in and of itself is scary, but eight of them spinning around? Terrifying. And while it's spinning for the iCarly webcast, of course, Sam goes, it's fantastic. <laughs> ha ha, get it? Fan? <laughs> Me earlier with the hammer. <laughs> <laughs> but this reminded me of um, a comedy writer that I worked with at Second City. He was, like, the pun master, and he would just make these, like, pun-tastic scripts. And, like, I notoriously hate puns, but I love Brad. He's so funny. And it, it just reminded me of, like, sitting there at Second City, just, like, reading Brad's scripts, just, like, pun after pun after pun, <laughs> and me being like, oh, Lord, Brad. Brad, I think he follows well, the pod. A- Oh, hey, Brad. Hey, We Brad. love you. I love puns, so, like, I would love to read your scripts because I appreciate good puns, clearly. We can read <laughs> one of his scripts on air. They're amazing. <laughs> the script is actually just the iCarly, like, script. <laughs> <laughs> Brad wrote Fry Carly. Yes. <laughs> Brad is Arthur Gradstein. <laughs> 
Barther Gradstein. Barther Bradstein. <laughs> I was going to say that while Spencer is talking about this fan of hammers, his shirt is so tight on him. Like, he has two shirts on, and both of them are so tight. Like, his shirt is literally riding up every time this man moves. He's, like, in the camera. You, like, see his whole, like, his little abs and everything. Like, the whole thing. And I'm like, okay, sexy. But also, like... (laughs) But also, like, why? And we'll kind of get into it a little bit later, but, like, stomachs are a weird thing throughout this entire episode. Um, and I was like, I feel like this might be foreshadowing it a little bit. Or his shirt is just really tight. Like, you know, guys, how I look into everything, so. <laughs> I just, like, I hate when men's little bellies are hanging out. Like, my friend once had yeah. a boss that, like, at work, like, his belly would just be hanging out like Ugh, that. I hate that. I, like, like, just like, pull your so shirt down. But, like, yeah, like, women would get so in trouble for that, and then men can just have their whole stomach, like, hanging out, no big deal. Like, he's on, like, a kid's show, and it's fine that his stomach is showing out. This um, Also, but about the fan, too, like, it sounds like he, like, cranks it up, right? And it literally sounds like he built the fan with a motor of a chainsaw. Like, he's like, <laughs> row, row, row. and I'm like... Let alone is this whole fan of hammers dangerous, but then throw in a fucking chainsaw? Like, what was he thinking? What was he thinking was going to happen? He was thinking, this is going to be dope for the iCarly webcast. Yeah, I'm going to be on my sister's web show. He had to go all out. Should we get our brothers on here? Yeah, (laughs) we should. They each have to build a a sculpture. (laughs) My my brother would literally rather jump off of a cliff than participate in this. But, of course, Spencer's hammer fan malfunctions and starts fucking, like, I'm, I'm, I want to say the word velocifying, but that's not a word. Um, speeding up? <laughs> it starts fucking, like, going crazy. Like, the velocity just picks up tenfold, and everyone's freaking out because clearly it's going in a super bad direction. And Spencer just goes hit the deck and then they all like jump to the floor but right before Carly jumps to the floor a single hammer comes off of the machine and just like into the wall behind her and it like totally almost just like her head I just hit myself in the forehead (laughs) she is dedicated to the bit guys (laughs) kind of hurt Yeah, like, she literally would have been impaled by this fucking hammer one second slower of a reaction. And it's funny, too, because, like, the hammers are, like, backwards, and then when it goes, it's, like, or sorry, they're forward, but then when it comes off, it's backward. So it, like, had to have been, like, a perfect thing. Like, I don't know if that's possible or not. I didn't slowly go into what the mechanics of the hammer fan was like but I was like that's just weird that it's like going backwards now when the hammers are facing forward this is literally just final destination iCarly yes this is also just a whole physics lesson the entire episode too like (laughs) hey hey (laughs) I wanted to point out too that we see Carly's shoes in this and like we already know that all of their outfits are um, iconic is one way to put it, but definitely a bad. time capsule. Bad. Just bad. But part of it is Carly's shoes, and she already has this badass outfit, but her shoes are literally ugly, plain, like, ballet flats. Like, 
They're so ugly. Do you remember when like flats were super popular? Yes. Why? It's like those like tight ones on your feet, like literally ballet flats. Why? I don't know. Later on in the episode too, she's wearing like the same kind of thing where it's flats, but they're like glitter. And I'm like, stop with the fucking flats, please. Like, It was 2007. We got to cut her some slack. <laughs> no slack. The slack is already cut with the layers. <laughs> and then the banger of a theme song plays. And we cut to all three kids, Sam, Freddie, and Carly on the couch, eating popcorn. And then the doorbell rings. And Spencer goes to get it. And Sam goes, if it's Freddie's mom, don't answer. And Freddie almost goes to defend his mom. And he goes, hey, my mom happens to be a, yeah, don't. <laughs> and it's like bond over how <laughs> you and Sam are both going to hate her future mother-in-law together. Well, I just kept thinking that like every single time, like we haven't even met Mrs. Benson yet. And like, we just know how much fucking mommy issues Freddie has. Oh, it's like yeah. every episode. Like, no wonder why he so, likes Sam. He wants like a strong female presence. Absolutely. <laughs> Hey, Freud. <laughs> hey, Hunty, Freud, and Sutherland. <laughs> Two great minds. So, Spencer enters the door, and it's Granddad, and he's so nice and sweet. And I just thought that this was a huge indicator that they're part of the 1%, because who the fuck else would call their grandpa Granddad? Grandpa? I hate it. It's so, like, formal. What do you call your grandpa? Uh, grandpa? Why, what do you call it? Well, grandpa, right? Or what? My grandpa's dead, so. Edmund, alright. Okay. I know. I was gonna say, well, you did call him Grandpa Edmund. But, but, no, actually, I did call him Old Eddie Boy. Oh, stop. No, I didn't. I, I just made I love you, that Eddie. Up. I just made that up right now. I love you, Eddie Boy. Moment of silence. <laughs> no one even called him Ed. Everyone called him Bo. Oh, that doesn't make sense, but... Means means handsome in French. Yeah. I, I just hate how they call their grandpa granddad, and they say it, like, every single line of this entire episode. They say it so much. I hate it. Yeah. It's like... Like, they say granddad to his face. It's, it's really yeah. gross. It's so gross. Yeah. But anyway, Granddaddy is played <laughs> by Greg Malavi, who is a prolific actor. He's been in a ton of shit. He's a character actor. He's been active since the 60s, the fucking 60s. Um, he's usually in small, tar- small recurring parts on television programs. And fun fact, he was born <laughs> September 10th, 1939, which is dangerously close to 9-11 if you ask me. I knew somewhere there was going to be a 9-11 joke. We couldn't go one episode without a 9-11 joke. Sorry, I'm literally just like Pete Davidson. (laughs) Screw you, Greg Malavy, for being born so close to 9-11. How dare you? How dare you? And he was born in 39, too, like 70 years before it happened. Uh, but so granddad shows up right and he's talking about how he came from yakima and yakima is a real place cersei did not know this i know Um, it was a real place i just misspelled it mm, likely story she spells it the entire time with a c even though it's on multiple things throughout the entire episode that you can see it spelled out 
Listen, I never claimed to be literate. Anyway, so Granddad says that he drove 90 minutes from Yakima, and I looked it up, and Yakima to Seattle is actually like a two and a half hour drive, so Grandpa was like fucking speeding out there. (laughs) Like, Grandpa was, I don't know how he did not get a ticket, but he made it in 90 minutes, so. (laughs) And then Sam goes... How come my grandfather just sleeps and burps? Which, first of all, why is even Sam calling her grandpa grandfather? Well, I feel like grandfather is, like, less formal than granddad, but it's still more formal than grandpa. But I was thinking that they probably just don't have a good relationship, so that's why she calls him grandfather. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, he's my grandfather. I see your point, but it's still just weird for to hear, like, a child casually say that. Like, I feel like I would never say that. Yeah. I don't know. Nah. And then Freddie goes, because he's related to you, which, okay, Mr. <laughs> Flirty, okay. And, like, the best part, too, is they're flirting, like, with the conversation, but then Sam, like, puts a popcorn kernel in Freddie's nose, and Freddie is, like, smiling, like, ear to ear, like, he is so excited that he is about to fucking suffocate because of Sam and this popcorn kernel. Like, he's loving it. He is into erotic asphyxiation (laughs) via popcorn. Yes. And also, I just feel like her saying that her grandpa's shitty, it's like, okay, we got it, your whole family's shitty, your home life sucks. This is really sad, actually, and not funny, but anyway... And then they introduce Granddad to Sam and Freddy. And, of course, Granddad's like, oh, I, I remember Sam. She borrowed ten bucks from me and ate my sandwich. Even the grandpa, she's doing this too. <laughs> so I feel like this episode we see a lot of, like, old Sam. We got, like, a little bit of insight the past few episodes and, like, more character development. And they're like, oh, okay, just kidding. Let's go back to the original, like, theme that we were going with. And, like, so much so to the fact that she needed to steal money from Carly's grandpa and steal food from him. When it's, like, I'm sure he would have just bought her something because, like, he's fucking rich and she's, like, friends with Carly. Like, I'm mm-hmm. sure if they were out, he would have just bought her something to eat. So it's, like, how should he use her home life that, he, that she feels like she needs to steal this stuff from him? I think it's pretty fucking shitty. Toxic. And then Granddad pops out and gives Carly a gift card. And Sam instantly gets up and is like, how much is it? And, like, is, like, treating it like it's hers, which is just, like, again, like, toxic and annoying. Yes. And also, the gift card that he gives her is to Groovy Smoothie. And this is the first Groovy Smoothie reference that we have in the series so far. Wow. We have not been there yet, but we will go there. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. So the kids decide to go spend their smoothie money and like they're they're very like, "Whoa, we're going to go." And then Spencer's like, "All right, come back whenever." And then as soon as they leave the door, Granddad like slams the door closed, looks at Spencer and is like, "Are you out of your mind?" And like Spencer was just talking about like his smoothie preferences before this and he totally doesn't take it seriously. He's like, "Oh, you think I should have gotten the other smoothie?" And he's like, no, I was watching iCarly and I saw what you did and you almost killed Carly. (laughs) And he's like, clearly you're too irresponsible to take care of her. Like, granddad is like, why would you tell a teenager that she can come back whenever? Like, she's like, he's like focused on that too. And Spencer gives this whole ass reasoning for why, saying that like, she's across the street, she's with two friends, she always has her phone on her, like... 
this whole thing that is a very logical and reasonable response to everything. And this whole scene just, like, fucking mm-hmm. pissed me off so much. Like, If you, like, have, like, a trusting relationship with someone and you have, like, clear boundaries set, Carly is smart enough to know that whenever does not mean 3 a.m. It does not mean go yes. fuck around for, you know, a million years. It means, like, you know, go have a smoothie, whatever. I'll see you when I see you because I know I will see you soon because you're not going to betray my trust and go do something crazy. Right. Well, it's like when you give kids that trust, they will give it back to you and they will respect you back. Mm -hmm. And I think that we, especially this episode, comes to show us that Spencer, even though he's a very non-traditional parent, I think he's a very holistic parent and he cares about the things that matter and doesn't, um, like, he's not bogged down by the structure or the guise of good parenting. I think he's really emotionally present in Carly's life. And then, of course, because of all this, just the word irresponsible gets thrown a lot towards Spencer in this episode. And, of course, Granddad just instantly is like, I don't understand why you did drop out of law school, why you didn't want to become a lawyer. And then Spencer just goes, I didn't want to be a lawyer. And Granddad's like, why? And then Spencer goes, because you can't do this. And he lifts up his shirt and, like, just starts rubbing his belly and, like, flailing his body around. <laughs> and then he just starts going, which this really pissed me off because this is not a valid argument. Lawyers can 100% do that. Has this man ever seen How to Get Away with Murder? Lawyers can kill people and they'll be fine. They could cover up homicide. They're okay. Lawyers can do whatever they want. Myth busted. (laughs) We're doing it again, folks. I was just thinking, too, that this is just, like, peak, like, random humor. Like, I I just don't know why this is such a reoccurring thing in this entire episode. But, again, I was just thinking about it. And I was like, maybe I'm going too deep into this. But the thought that I had when when I, like, thought a little bit harder about it is, like, maybe it's supposed to represent how Spencer can do whatever he wants as, like, an artist and he doesn't need to be so, like, stiff and, like, proper and everything. But then, like, as an artist, he's free to just be his old, like, little weird self so he can do kind of whatever he wants. So, I know that that's the... That was just kind of I know that that's what they it. were going for. Like, oh, lawyers have to, you know, yeah. have this, this era about them. But I don't think that's true because yeah. I know... I know a lot of lawyers, but, like, I was a bartender, and I saw a lot of professional people, you know, unwinding, like, surgeons and stuff like that, and it's, like, I feel like we have this idea that, quote-unquote, super successful people just behave better than, quote-unquote, unsuccessful people. It's not true at all. It's it's literally Mm -hmm. just, it's fake. It's all fake. And then granddad just starts absolutely wrecking spencer like insulting him calling him irresponsible judging him for being an artist i don't know why you chose to do this and spencer (laughs) just puts his earbuds in or his earphones in while he's getting yelled at i noticed this too like before he had put the headphones in but Spencer has, like, a little air, like, an iPod shuffle clipped to his sleeve. <laughs> it's, like, a little, like, blue iPod shuffle. And, which is, like, such old tech alert. <laughs> Do you remember when those came out and everybody was obsessed with the iPod shuffle? I don't know why people liked them. Like, it was, if you, like, you literally couldn't, like, pick a song. It was yes! like straight up just, like, pause, play, next, and volume. And that's it. And that's why it was the shuffle. Yes. Like, I did not understand the hype of the iPod shuffle. But apparently Spencer understood the hype. (laughs) I think it was literally just for, like, poor kids. 
Yeah, true. Because it was like the cheapest one. But for me, I just, yeah, I just have one. I like didn't have an iPod for the longest time. I had an iPod. (laughs) Not the Jurassic Park theme song. (laughs) I thought you wouldn't clock it. So I was playing a violin. I don't get your like 50s movies references, but I do get Jurassic Park, okay? <laughs> don't have the bar so low. <laughs> but the other thing too is that, so I don't know if you noticed, but his like headphones are through his shirt. So like he has the, <laughs> he has like the shuffle clipped onto his sleeve and then he has his headphones like in his sleeve, like through his shirt. And that's oh such God. another, like, old-ass thing that, like, kids don't have to do now because all the headphones are wireless and everything. Yeah, but that was, like, the cool thing. Yes! Do you remember having to, like, and hide you your headphones? Them. Yes! Yes! And then you would hang them. That's what he does after he, like, takes his headphones off. He, like, hangs them on his shirt. And it's, like, kids these days don't know the struggle. And it would just be, like, the coolest thing. Yeah. Like, I remember, like, I would, like, always have mine through my hoodies and shit in high school. Mm-hmm. And then I would hang them behind me so teachers wouldn't yell at me. And then I would just grab them and put them in or, like, yep. put them behind my ear. Or, like, you would do it, like, through the sleeve and then you would, like, hit it like yeah. this. Like, <laughs> like, you're, like, leaning on your hand and you have your headphone in there. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, I cannot even imagine, like, having AirPods, like, in school right now. That would be so cool. I would just listen to shit all the time because no one would be able to see. Yeah. Yep. The privilege kids these days have. Life was crazy. Insane. Um, And then so he's just going off on him. And then he raises his voice when he says, I think... And also, I hate the way Granddad pronounces Carly. He says, Carly. I think Carly should live with me. And, of course, Spencer hears him say that. And Spencer tries to defend himself, saying that Carly likes it with him, Granddad wouldn't be fun, and then to prove that he's fun, Granddad does the weird belly rub thing while... (laughs) Spencer is very impressed by it, too. I was disturbed. Like, you're disturbed, I'm disturbed. Spencer, impressed. He's, like, point proven. Uh, And he has nothing else to say after that. But... What, right before Grandpa leaves, he says that he's going to stay at the Parker Nichols Hotel. That's a Drake and Josh reference. Oh! Yes. So it's the first, like, explicit Drake and Josh reference in the series. And it's because, so, like, obviously Drake Bell and Josh Peck, but their characters' last names were Drake Parker and Josh Nichols. Wow, I didn't catch that. That's a great catch. Yeah, so that's, like, a little Easter egg I found. It was, like... I heard it the second time I listened to it. I was like, wait a second. That sounds really familiar. Like, that's, again, like, where they do these really specific things, like the Arthur Gradstein. I was like, that's way too specific of, like, a name for them to just throw it in there. So. Yeah. Yep. And then Granddad makes a point to say, Spencer, I love you, <laughs> but Carly needs a responsible adult. And then he just leaves, which, fun visit, Grandpa. And Spencer does a really lonely, sad belly rub. <laughs> and I have a few thoughts on on just the setup of this episode. Like, who is to say that this random grandpa has the right to come in and take that right away? And I think that's, like, a flaw in the plot of this episode. Because when you pass guardianship onto someone, like, 
as as an older brother, like legally, Carly cannot just live with her older brother. Like guardianship needs to be legally given to him so he has the right to sign things for her to like take her to the doctor do stuff like that enroll her in school like that has to be a guardian and your guardianship can't just be taken away from you without going to court so first of all where does this grandpa get off randomly coming into the city after one incident and saying oh you're not fit to watch her i just think that spencer like really loves carly and like they have a great relationship so like why take her away from that and i feel like it again just kind of goes into the whole like traditional values where like the older people are wiser and they know better and they know how to raise somebody instead of like spencer who's younger and doing it in like a non-traditional way so I think that's where he gets off in doing that, thinking that he, like, knows best. But. Sipping on that haterade. He always is. Um, anyway, so we're back at the loft now, and it's, like, later on in the day. And Spencer is pacing back and forth around the apartment by the door, waiting for Carly to come back, because he's, like, stressed the fuck out after this whole conversation with Granddad. She comes in. She's, like, super happy. She hands him the smoothie that he had asked for. And Spencer tries to be Granddad's idea of, like, parental and tries to be really stern and ask her where she's been, why she's been out for so long. Carly's like, I've only been gone for 30 minutes, which, even though she says it's only 30 minutes, it was, like, bright outside when she left, and now it's, like, pitch black. So, (laughs) there's a little plot hole in there, I guess. Or it's, like, the... That time of year where it gets dark in, like, 10 minutes, like, at, like, 5 p.m. Yeah. It's possible. But either way, I was like, okay, somebody's lying. (laughs) But, so Carly's, like, really confused because Spencer keeps being really serious and she, like, thinks that he's joking, but she's, like, trying to joke with him and he's not having it at all and isn't joking back with her. So she finally, like, gives up and is like, okay, are you on any weird new meds that I should know about? And it's like, why is that? Which Abel is Yeah, I was like, okay, like, he's just having a bad day. Like, he's not on weird medication, miss, ma'am. But. And even if he was on weird medication, that would probably make him better. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Not in her eyes. (laughs) But, so Spencer, like, finally gives in after everything and confesses that Granddad thinks that he isn't responsible enough to watch at Carly And that he wants Carly to go live in Yakima with him. But Carly is, like, not having this at all. She is not excited. And she goes, Yakima? I ain't going to Yakima! And the laugh track goes wild. I'm telling you, it was, like, the biggest punchline of the whole show. And I'm just, like, my favorite thing about this punchline is that it's not a punchline. Not a joke was said. No, it's just literally funny because Yakima sounds ugly. Like, it it sounds stupid and it's corny. And, like, you know what? I think it's funny. I think it's a good punchline. <laughs> Yakima? I ain't going to Yakima. I ain't going to Yakima. Okay. Like, she's, like, pissed All off. Right. She said, fuck Yakima. I would never be caught dead there. <laughs> But, so, she's, like, trying to defend Spencer and make him feel better, and she's, like, telling him that, like, she thinks that he's responsible and that she's gonna try to, like, change Granddad's mind. Spencer's like, no, don't worry about it. Go do your homework. Like, I'll figure it out. 
And since he's feeling a little bit better now that he got everything off of his chest, he starts to jokingly go in his stern voice, being like, go do your homework right now, lady. And then he just starts, like, shouting typical phrases that, like, parents say to kids. Like, just say no. Say in school. (laughs) And, like, the just, like, pure smile of joy on Jerry Trainer's face is so fucking, like, cute and pure. Like, it doesn't even seem like acting. It seems like he was literally just, like, having a fun time. Like, pretending to be stern with her. Like, he is so amazing like he like the entire show like you can tell like how he has so much fun filming all of this yes but so now we're in iCarly studio and Carly is freaking out to Sam and Freddie about how she has to prove to her granddad that Spencer's responsible and Sam goes good luck with that and I'm like first of all bitch as if you do not have the most irresponsible parent in this entire show like (laughs) you to be like good luck with that like how are you to judge oh my god I didn't even think about that (laughs) she's like good luck with that like bitch you're always at the house what do you mean do you want Spencer to leave like where are you gonna go now yeah wait she's not gonna have like any food or money without Spencer right what is she gonna do like why is she not like jumping on every opportunity to try to help her like girl you're you're not doing too hot without them so Let's get it together. But, so during all of this little debacle here, Sam is messing around with Freddy's tech equipment, and Freddy starts to get, like, really irritated, and, uh, like, about Sam fucking around with his stuff, so he tells her to keep her hands off of his equipment, and Sam responds being like, I could, but I don't think I will, and then just starts, like, hitting a bunch of random buttons just to fuck with him. This is a sexual innuendo. There's both sexual tension and innuendo. What's the innuendo? Do you remember in episode one when he was like, what do you think of my equipment? Okay. Which was, like, clear, clear, like, what do you think of my dick joke? This is, like, keep your hands off my equipment. Like, keep your hands off my stuff. And she was like, oh, no, I won't. Clink, 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 clink. It's like, this is, this is somehow, this is like a technical hand job in some way. <laughs> this is, <laughs> this is the incel version of a hand job. <laughs> this is like someone who went to ITT Tech. This is their hand job. <laughs> this is the ITT Tech commercial. <laughs> Somebody just hitting buttons. <laughs> ITT Tech, she'll want to touch your equipment. (laughs) Be like, this could be you and your equipment. (laughs) A girl will touch your equipment. (laughs) Has your equipment been untouched for far too long? Try ITT Tech. And then it's just a click of Sam. (laughs) Hot blondes touching your equipment. Click here. Oh my god. But I also think that this is, like, our, our furthest reaching callback. Yes. I was going to say, I'm so proud of you. You keep thinking of all the callbacks this episode. You really, you really coming out to steal my job, huh? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but, so, Freddie gets all mad about this technical hand job. <clears throat> and he's, <laughs> he's about to get up and do something. Which, we all know he's not going to do shit, but... He was going to kiss her. Oh, yeah. Like, make out. Like... (laughs) He was going to be like, okay, fine, come here. (laughs) Sadly, then, we were interrupted by Spencer 
coming out of the elevator wearing this like really small suit and like an untied tie and his body is so scrunched up like he is literally in physical pain from wearing this suit like it is like body yaddy 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 it is like scorching his body every step that he takes like (laughs) and he explains to like Sam, Freddie, and Carly that the reason why it's so small is because he's only worn the suit one other time in his 10th grade play when he played the character Man in Suit. (laughs) That was so funny. I was like, this is genuinely funny. But also, you're telling me that this man was literally in law school and has only worn a suit one time in 10th grade? There's no way. He could like, have dropped out, like, literally, like, first day, first semester. That's what I did with art school. I went to one <laughs> painting class and said no. And I changed my major the next day. Me and Jerry Trainer are alike in a lot of ways. <laughs> okay, I guess you have me there. So maybe it's not myth-busted that myth he wore. Myth-proven. Myth-proven that he can only wear a suit one time. So... Spencer starts to complain about how he hates wearing this suit. Obviously, it's too fucking small. I would hate that, too. And Carly is literally like, grow the fuck up. Like, you need to impress granddad. And Spencer is like, okay, but, um, can we maybe get, like, ice cream after? It's like, like, Carly's literally. I'm like, stop, you're my dream man. (laughs) I was like, Carly's literally the actual adult. Like, this whole episode is about how Spencer is so responsible. And he is. But it's like this little point how immature he is. And Carly, like, cooks dinner for both of them. She, like, takes them out to ice cream. Like, (laughs) but I guess it's fine because, like, they have a good relationship and, like, she's not dead. So it works out. She's not dead. But the doorbell rings. Again, there's no doorbell. So, like, now we're going on to say that Grandpa carries around a doorbell in his pocket just in case. (laughs) Maybe he borrowed it from Jake Crandall. Maybe. Jake Crandall, like, left it underneath the welcome mat and was like, in case anybody needs it. (laughs) But in case anyone doesn't want to bruise their knuckles knocking. (laughs) But Sam says, it smells like your granddad. Which I have some thoughts about because what? Like not even I like- think she meant it in like a smells like trouble sort of way, but the way she delivered the line, it didn't come across like that. It literally sounded like Yes. The odor is of that of your grandfather. <laughs> I'm like, what is that supposed to fucking mean? <laughs> like like, he has that, like, old, like, mothball smell. Like, <laughs> you can smell like, it from a the mile away. They could just, it's just <laughs> wafting up through the door and the stairs. Yes. But, of course, Sam cannot say anything without flirting with Freddy. So she turns out of nowhere to him and goes, you smell like garbage. And Freddy has decided this episode that he is not going to take Sam's shit. So he comes up with... Your butt is shaped like a ham. And it's like... And he says it so quick. Yes. Like, he has Sam's ass on the mind 24-7, ready to go. He has it mapped out. He knows what it looks like, how big it is, what it... Like, everything. 
Like, he probably was taking notes from Gibby on, like, how to stand up to Sam. But, like, also, like, first of all, even if he's trying to insult her, he just admitted that he's looking and he knows. Oh, he knows. And second of all, what exactly is a ham butt? And is just this, is this just, like, that time when, like, having a big butt was bad. Oh, but yeah. But also, when we were younger, it was this really weird thing where, like, media hadn't caught up with culture. So when I was younger, when I was in school, it was all about having a big butt. But on TV, there were still jokes about big butts are bad. And does my butt look big in this? But what's a ham butt? I don't know. My thought was that, like, I think that this is literally just another food reference for Sam because her personality is all about food. So now her body's about food. Like, that was my thought with it is that, like, we're back to the whole, like, like I was saying before, like, she steals. She has no, like, home life. She only cares about food. So, like, obviously her her body also looks like food. Does that mean that Freddie wants to eat her booty? Oh, he wants to eat a lot of things, and the booty is number one on the mind, clearly. He is looking at that whole ham, bone in, ready to dive in. <laughs> also, wasn't she eating a ham in the last episode, like, just devouring it? Yeah, or like, it was the, the first episode out? or something, but she was eating oh. a whole ham, so. But I just wanted to ask. Oh, no. Natalie, be honest. Do I have a ham butt? <laughs> um, I plead the fifth. Just kidding. I love ham. So if your butt looks like a ham, I love it. <laughs> All of those were the absolute worst things to say. I don't even know what a ham butt is, but saying I plead the fifth and I love ham, I would have preferred a yes or a no, honestly. <laughs> no, your butt does not look like a ham, but if it did, I would still eat it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, PG-13. This is a children's show. Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> but, so, Sam obviously goes to beat the shit out of Freddy because she's pissed off about her ass looking like ham, <laughs> just like Cersei is right now. <laughs> Thankfully, we're on Zoom and she can't beat the shit out of me. Once again, I'm Sam. I have the ham butt. <laughs> Carly stops them by scolding them like the adult that she is and tells them not to fight tonight. Bitch, they are not fighting. They are flirting. Get it right. <laughs> Well, I don't think she's mentally ill like us. I don't think that she... <laughs> I don't think that she gets the whole enemies to lovers thing. Like, I don't think it's as obvious. Carly is the only one without trauma in this whole show, including our show. No, she has daddy issues. We'll get into it, but she has some daddy issues there. Relatable. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, after this whole little fight, aka flirt session... Carly, Freddie, and Sam all sprint downstairs, and Carly tells Sam and Freddie to leave out the back since Granddad's at the front, so she's got to answer the door. And since when do they have a back door? Like, how many doors, entrances, exits do they have in this apartment? Like, they have an elevator, they have a front door, they have stairs, and they have a back door now? I never noticed that. This is like a house. Like, it's it's like a house. It is. Like, where does the back door lead to? I don't know. Like, where does the back door lead to? We need to summon the blueprints. Yes. Well, if Freddie was stalking her at the front door, why didn't Carly just come in through the back door? Because she liked it. She appreciates, like, the simp energy. It makes her feel good about herself because no one else wants her. Okay. Well, I mean, power to her. I guess it worked out because now she's got, like, a world-renowned web show. So. True. 
Sometimes indulging in The Sims works out, I guess. Very similar to our story, if we think about it. Once again, another parallel between iCarly and I rewatch iCarly. It all comes together. <laughs> but as they're leaving out of this back door, Freddie and Sam, they're like running out, right? But of course Sam has to backtrack and steal this like giant ass plate of fruit that's on like the table. What I saw was mainly the watermelon. And I read somewhere that Sam was supposed to be casted as black before they casted Jeanette McCurdy. So I was like, is this like a little subtle racist joke thrown in there that doesn't really make sense anymore as a racist joke because they casted Jeanette McCurdy instead? Huh. I didn't know that. And that would actually change the connotation of like everything about Sam's home life. Yes, it would. And her being, like, a thief, her, like, stealing. Her being, her like, always a, eating hungry. Yes. And like, eating meat all the time. A bad friend, like, mean, like, always trying to yeah. fight. Like, everything yeah, makes a aggressive. lot of sense. Yeah. Like, actually, like, when you think about it in that context, it suddenly is, like, wait, she's, like, a stereotypical, like, negative portrayal of, like, black womanhood. Hmm. I don't know. But then, so I read that. I read that on Twitter, I will say. And then I tried to research it for this episode, and I couldn't find anything on it, but I didn't look that hard. I just kept trying to, like, figure out, like, was she written as, like, you know, a black girl? And then they just casted Jeanette. But I couldn't find any concrete evidence on it, so it's just a theory. But I think it's really strange that when I started to think about, like, okay, if they had casted a black girl as this, like... Like, a lot of stuff would be super racist. Like, very racist. Yeah, it would be, like, your stereotypical, like, racist writing of what yeah. white people think black women are. So, I mean, I would believe mm-hmm. it if that's true. But, again, we don't have concrete evidence, so that's a good theory to bring up. We'll try to, like, look into it some more and see if we can yeah we can figure out if this is myth-busted or myth-proven. But... So Carly opens the door and it's Granddad with an I Heart Yakima with a K T-shirt for I Carly or for for Carly for I for I Carly her web show. I feel like that's such like a mom thing to say. Like, oh, is that the I Carly? It's like, no, her name is Carly. <laughs> Mom moment. But, so Granddad comes in with this I Heart Yakima shirt spelled with a K and not a C. Contrary to popular belief for Carly. And Carly's I'm the like, only popular of belief. <laughs> Carly's like, why would you get me this? And Granddad tells her that he talked to her dad. And Carly is like, not excited about this. Like, she literally goes like, ugh, when she mentions him. And it's like, okay, you haven't seen your dad in how long? And it's like, I get being like, annoyed by your parents. But it's like, I went... I went to Europe for, like, six months. Yeah, like, I, like, studied abroad. Um, yeah, it was pretty dope. Um, I'm not rich. I put it all on credit card bills and then had to come back and bartend to pay it off. Just because whenever someone says they went to Europe, I'm like, okay, wealthy, I'm going to rob you one day. <laughs> Keep your eye out. But when I went to Europe for six months, like, I was really surprised to be like, I miss my mom. Like, I miss my mom a lot. Well, like, does she not miss her dad? Not everybody has a good family relationship like you do. So. Yup, I have the best family. I have no family trauma. <laughs> no need to flex that you have a good relationship with your mom, okay? Not everybody has good parental relationships. <laughs> Definitely not speaking from experience or anything, guys. It's fine. But. <laughs> 
Also, her dad has been gone for, like, how long? Like, and she's just, like, straight up living her own life with her brother. So, like, obviously it's, like, she's her own person at this point. And, I mean, again, you have a good relationship with your mom. (laughs) Me. But, like, my thought is, like, I'm living my own life. Like, yeah, okay, maybe you have moments where you miss them. But, overall, it's, like, you're kind of your own person at this point. So, she probably doesn't really think about it. And, like, you bringing up her dad... Or not you in particular, but, like, granddad bringing up her dad is, like, kind of, like, a serious thing. Because it's the same thing the first episode, too, where, like, they were like, oh, okay, we're going to call her dad because she's in trouble. And, like, oh, okay, I talked to your dad because you're in trouble. Like, every time the dad is brought up, it's kind of, at least so far, it's kind of like a, oh, she's in trouble or something bad is going to happen. So she knows it's, like, a serious thing. I guess this is something to look out for because I feel like her dad comes in eventually, and he's, yeah. like, in a service uniform. So I guess we'll see what their relationship is like, because I can't remember what it's like. Well, I know for sure, like, the dad's friend comes by. I forget if the dad actually does or not, but... I think by the end of the series, the dad makes an appearance. Yeah. But we do definitely meet, like, a friend of his sooner. First. Mm-hmm. Very Avatar The Last Airbender, if you ask me. <laughs> But either way, she's probably, like, associating every time somebody brings up her dad as it, like, being negative. So she's kind of probably, like, preparing for whatever her granddad's about to say. But her granddad continues being like, yeah, I told your dad that I'm nervous about you living here with Spencer. But her dad ends up actually saying that he thinks Spencer is very responsible, which actually kind of shocked me. Um... But Carly gets really excited and is saying, yeah, like, my dad knows what's best. Like, he knows what he's talking about. But, of course, it doesn't end there. So, Granddad finishes his sentence being like, yeah, well, your dad left the decision up to me about you staying here or moving back with me. And Carly flips the switch. She gets pissed as fuck. And she's like, well, what does he know? He's in a submarine three miles under. He's probably dizzy. And I was like, this is such a weird insult. Like, this is so stupid. <laughs> like, what does that mean? Like, he's too dizzy to make any, like, <laughs> any decisions. Okay, so brace yourself. This really weirded me oh, out no. because I started looking at that man and thinking about him being Spencer's grandfather. And I was like, let me do some maths, love. I'm going to mm-hmm. whip out my calculator. Just kidding. I didn't even use my calculator. I used my Google Home. So... The actor who plays the grandpa because he was born September 10th, 1939. Yeah. Dangerously close to 9-11, as we all know. Yes. Um, is 68 years old. Which means that when Spencer was born, he was 42 years old. Mm-hmm. Which means he was a grandpa at 42. Which means that the grandpa had Spencer's dad when he was close to 20, like 21, 22. Right. And that Spencer's dad had him when he was 21, 22. Which I just think is, like, not odd, but I think it's, like, I get befuddled when, like, generations are so close together because everyone, and I mean everyone in my family, has children in their late 30s, early 40s. Like, my great-grandma had my grandma at 45 years old in 1923. Hmm. Al dente. Like, totally fine. Au natural. So I just think it's crazy when, like, people are, like, I was a grandpa at 42. Yeah. Like my grandma hadn't even been born yet at 42 for my great-grandma, you know? 
That is wild. I feel like, so, I feel like that story with your family, though, is kind of different. Because, especially, like, back then, it was so common. And it's becoming more of a trend now again. But back then, like, it was so common to have kids at such a young age. So it doesn't Mm -hmm. really surprise me. I mean, because this took place in 2007. So, like, he was born in 1939, you said. So, like, at that point, it was still kind of the get married young, have kids young, like, start a family, everything like that kind of a mindset. Maybe Spencer's dad as much, but... Us going through the lineage of iCarly. (laughs) The iCarly verse timeline. Just based on So the Great Depression happened. (laughs) Like solely based on this one character actor. Like (laughs) And it's like definitely like obviously the actor's age isn't indicative of the character's age, but we don't really have like he just seemed very young to me, so I was just sort of using the actor's age as like sort of a rough timeline for the character. Yeah, but I mean, either way, that's still interesting. I just feel like that's kind of, like, a sign of the times, too, where it's, like, like, the whole thing that we're going throughout the whole episode is, like, oh, traditional, older, wiser, you know, and it's, like, back in the day, too, that's what they would do. They would have kids young, they would, like, be strict, they would do this, like, whatever it is, and that's kind of how he was raised to raise his kids and now that Spencer isn't doing that he's like why are you 26 an artist no life like goals I'm putting that in quotes because you can be an artist and have life goals but to someone who's like you should have kids like they would view that right like yeah my kid was like five by this time right it's like why don't you have your life together and it's like you can have kids older than 20 when do you want to have kids um, well, we're gonna hope by 40, but <laughs> mid-30s. Okay, noted. Cersei's taking notes, so she knows when we have to have kids. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's the great thing for me, is I know that I'm fertile. I'm fertile <laughs> until I'm, like, 50. It runs in my family. I have heavy-ass periods. I'm good. See, I'm I don't know. Whenever. Natalie, I will carry I don't know about seed. that one. All Take things. your time. She'll be the surrogate, surrogate guys. <laughs> My womb is just ready. Anyway, so now that we've planned our entire life out on the podcast, um, (laughs) uh, reply, DM us at what age you think we should have kids. (laughs) DM us if you want to be our surrogate. (laughs) Our our, uh, sperm donor. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay, okay, back to iCarly. So, Grandad does not give a fuck about <laughs> what Spencer and what Carly have to say. Um, and he tells Carly that she's coming to live with him because Spencer needs to learn how to take care of himself before he can take care of a child. And Carly comes up with this amazing fucking line that I am going to live by now. And she goes, I'm not a child. I'm just young and short. Yes! <laughs> I was, like, literal same. <laughs> like, I like, feel it's that. it's so fucking funny. Yes. Like, I'm not an adult. I'm just young and short. Like, <laughs> like I'm not a child. I just don't have a job. <laughs> and can't pay my bills. And live with my mom. <laughs> uh, it's a panorama, y'all. 
life be like that? <clears throat> so Carly, of course, tries to stand up for her big brother, a.k.a. her bestie, Spencer. But, of course, Spencer has to ruin it all by falling down the stairs. Like, he busts ass right in front of them. He's, like, trying to, like, pull himself up using the couch. (laughs) His tie is somehow tied in, like, a huge-ass knot now. Like, it was untied the last time we saw him. And now from falling, apparently it got into a knot. (laughs) And it kind of looks like a bow. Like, it's, like, pulled through and everything, too. And he just goes, who's ready for dinner? (laughs) Like, oh, no one noticed that. Yeah, like, it's fine. Just, like, a casual recovery. (laughs) So, Carly and Spencer beg Granddad to leave, to let Carly stay there. And Granddad is like, no, sorry. Like, not happening. Yakima's a great town. Like, you're coming to live here. Spencer and Carly disagree that that Yakima's a great town. Because... Carly says that no great town is called Yakima because it sounds like someone is throwing up. So Spencer, being the mature adult that he is, he starts imitating throwing up by screaming and coughing like, Yakima! Yakima! Like he's like, Yakima! Like he's like, (laughs) he's like imitating it. And a whole show too, he's like leaning on the counter, like putting his all into this performance. Showing up his man in suit performance in 10th grade. (laughs) And (laughs) granddad is not impressed. He doesn't give a fuck. Spencer is pissed off because he had to put on this whole ass monkey suit, he calls it, for nothing. And then he struggles with his tie and like walks away. Carly and granddad get into like this really serious conversation after all of that about her moving to Yakima And the entire time during this really serious conversation, you can see Spencer in the back walking back and forth, struggling with his fucking tie. But the conversation ends with Granddad lovingly grabbing Carly's shoulders and shoulders and saying, I'm sorry, baby, my mind is made up. And that she can have a day to pack and say goodbye to her friends, but they leave tomorrow night. Okay, like, the way that he said baby, it doesn't sound parental. It sounds, no. like, weird and, like, gaudy and, like... Yes. It's, like, almost sexual. Like, the way that, like, James Dean would say it, like, Ugh, I'm sorry, baby, but yes. my mind's made up. It was not, like, a grandpa-y baby thing. No! And it's weird, too, because it's not like he calls her baby in, like, another scene or anything like that. Like, this is the first time he calls her baby, and it's like, I'm sorry, baby. Like, so <laughs> sexy. <laughs> and, like, he, like, the way he's, like, touching her Ugh. shoulders, too. Like, he, like, he, like, grabs them and taps them. Ugh, I hated it. And I, it, like, cringed. I was like, get off of her. <laughs> it reminded me of, in The Parent Trap, there's this one part when Hallie is about to tell the British mom that she's not actually Annie and that she's Hallie. And the grandpa, like, shoves her into the mom's bedroom so she can tell her. And he literally, like, smacks her butt. Oh, my God. And mom noticed this every time we watch it. We're like, he just touched Lindsay Lohan's butt. That's so weird. Right? And I feel like male actors get away with doing 
creepy shit to women. Yes. And this this just weirded me out. Like, I did not get good vibes from this at all. No, especially when it's in, like, a parental kind of role or, like, some familial role. Like, they can get away with so much because, like, mm-hmm. so many people just kind of overlook it because it's played as, like, a familial role. Mm-hmm. But it's like, no, like, he said that really weirdly. Like, I, and, like, the touching made it worse, too. Like, I was so uncomfortable. Like, it, like, it, like, I literally was sitting in my seat, like, scrunched up, like, oh, like, get, like, I was, like, Carly in that moment. Like, get off of me. Like, it, like, brought yeah. me back into any uncomfortable situation that I've had with a man where they're touching me and saying something inappropriate. And I'm, like, get the fuck away from me. And I think it's really telling that we both, like, we don't, we bring our notes to this separate. So when we both notice something like that, I think it's really telling that we both just, like, picked up on that this did not feel okay to either of us. No, it was, it was gross. But, so after this weirdly sexual interaction with Carly and her granddad, uh, Spencer somehow ends up being tangled up with his arm and a wooden spoon... In this tie knot, he's got, like, his whole arm, like, real busted up in there. It's, I don't know how he does it, but he does it because he's quirky. So, (laughs) (laughs) then we go to the school, and Carly is packing up her locker with the help of Sam and Freddie, and Freddie says that he ought to go tell her grandpa, or sorry, her grandfather, a thing or two. And Sam cannot let Freddie exist without saying something snarky. So she responds, if only you knew a thing or two. <laughs> Which, this was, like, I I lulled. I fully was like, this <laughs> is so funny. But also just, like, flirt much. Like, she's so horny for him. Yes, she really is. She wants it bad. She wants that Freddie D, that Freddie Benson D. She wants the that F-B-D. tech equipment. The F-E-D. <laughs> She wants that equipment, all of it, every inch. <laughs> oh my god, we're gonna get arrested. So I know. this Sam, feels wrong. I can't. We're moving on. We're moving on. So Carly is like packing up her locker, right? And one of the things that she throws into the box is her like iPod or her like MP3 player. And Sam wants it because, again, she has no money. And Carly says, like, I'm moving. I'm not dying. And Sam is like, well, don't you want something? Like, don't you want me to have something to remember you by? Like, 9,000 of your favorite songs. And Carly is like, no, give it back. And Sam says, I'm just trying to cheer you up. Okay, I almost was like, oh, toxic Sam, feeling entitled to Carly's shit. But then when she goes, oh, I'm just trying to cheer you up, like, I was like, okay, this is, like, the most self-aware thing Sam has ever, like, said. Like, is, like, is her whole shitty friend thing, like, a bit? Like, does she know that she's doing it and she plays it up because she thinks it's funny? And she's like, oh, I know Carly is not going to give me her iPod and I don't expect her to, but if I ask for it, that's going to be, like, a funny, shitty friend bit. Eh." Um, I just think that you're insane and you relate to Sam. Um, because I think that she's literally just, like, gaslighting Carly. Being like, (laughs) being like, yeah, I I really want this iPod, but now that you say that, like, oh, I can't have it, you're like, oh, haha, eh, I was just kidding, like, so funny, like, I really didn't want it anyway, when, like, you definitely would have taken it if she had said yes. 
Like, yep, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. Guys, she has left the Zoom. She has nothing to say. <laughs> I just I just thought it was weird that she was like, I'm just trying to cheer you up because I guess I didn't look at it the way you're saying it where she's like trying to cover up the fact that Yeah, because you're toxic. Because you are toxic like Sam is. You understand what she is thinking and I understand what Carly's thinking. Because you do this I'm shit to me. <laughs> you try to steal my iPod every day. <laughs> you guys are going to kill myself. She's slandering me. <laughs> my therapist is not going to like this. I have a complex about always feeling like a villain. Take it, take it back. <laughs> well, stop sympathizing with Sam. <laughs> Maybe stop demonizing her. She has her own shit. She has a hard life. I'm so sorry that Carly could easily afford to get another iPod. And Sam will never be able to afford one in her life. <laughs> anyway, I mean, I do agree. I think that, like, Sam does genuinely care about Carly. Like, I'll kind of talk about it a little bit later, but I do think that she does genuinely care. I just think that she doesn't really know how to express it. And I think that she does actually want all this shit. And her being like, haha, totally joking is just because she doesn't actually know how to navigate a friendship. So that's my, like, sympathy with her, but I get what you're saying. Anyway, so Carly responds being like, you can't cheer me up. I'm moving to Yakima. I'm going to be a Yakimite or a Yakim- Yakimanesian. Like, it's, I can't even finish saying this. This is the funniest fucking thing in the whole episode. And Freddie, without, like, any hesitation like completely serious this man he goes yakamaniac <laughs> and sam of course again cannot let freddie exist and she goes you're yakam annoying <laughs> like i actually like the way he said yakamaniac like, like these two girls are so emo they're BFFs, they're about to be split up, and Freddie, Freddie is literally just like, Yakamaniac? <laughs> <laughs> like, read a fucking room. When Sam said, you're Yakam annoying, I was like, LMFAO, this bitch read my mind. Once again, I sympathize with Sam. She was in the right. But this got me thinking, I was like, what the fuck is someone from Seattle called? What do you think someone from Seattle is called? I don't know. A satellite. Close, it's a Seattleite. Which was her uh, first inclination for the Yakima people, that they would be Yakimites. Oh, that makes sense. So, when I was looking up what is a person from Seattle called, I found, like, a list of, like, famous people from Seattle. Uh-huh. And all, all I want to say is, can you name one single famous person from Seattle? Um, I looked it up because... I knew you were going to talk shit about Seattle because you do it every- I'm not every... talking shit. I'm not talking you shit. You talk shit about Seattle every fucking episode. Like, I'm about to have Seattle facts. I don't even, like, I've never even been there. And I'm about to rep Seattle so hard. I'm going to know facts every single episode to, like, bust your myths. <laughs> um, but I looked it up and Jimi Hendrix is from Seattle. So, take really? that. Yes. Jimi Hendrix himself is from Seattle. So there is one I famous person. I did not person. find that. 
It was the first person that popped up. Such a hater. Um, what is someone from Lincoln, Nebraska called? Um, I was gonna say Lincolnites. Because that was my thought, because Yakimites. And satellites, and I looked it up, and they actually are called Lincolnites. <laughs> so, I don't know. That's funny, because this got me thinking, like, what is someone from L.A. called? I think they just call themselves Californians. I don't I don't think there's, like, a Los Angeles word. I don't know. And, like, say, like, New Yorkers just call themselves New Yorkers. Like. Yeah. That's true. I don't call myself an Illinoisan. Yeah. Or isn't it like Chicagoan? Chicagoan? Something like it's that? It's Chicagoan. Chicagoan. Yeah. So like, mm-hmm. it's the same thing. Like every every place has a name. It just, I feel like people don't usually call themselves that. Unless it's like one of those weird places where they like really identify with like the place that they are. We call ourselves Chicagoans all the time. I mean, I get like New Yorkers <laughs> too. Like it's like people who are proud of where they're from. But like, I don't think I've ever... Well, I mean, I've also only lived here for, like, a few months, but I don't think I've heard somebody call themselves, like, a Lincolnite. Like, like, you know? If someone told me they were a Lincolnite, I would be like, oh, did you go to Lincoln Park High School in Chicago? (laughs) Well, like, people in Lincoln, Nebraska, and just, like, Nebraska in general, like, they love the fucking football team. So, like, they, like, pride themselves on the Huskers. So they call themselves, like, Husker fans or, like, Huskers and stuff. But, like, not, like, Lincolnites. I haven't heard that. A husker is what I called myself when I was chunky. Well, it's like corn husker, like a corn husker, like that's the fucking team name. <gasps> I thought it was it's like, like the corn dog huskers. Like a husky. Because <laughs> there's fucking corn in Nebraska. We're like the number one like corn producer in the U.S. That's why gas is so cheap out here. The more you know. So if anybody wants the more to be a husker. You know. Hit me up. I don't think anyone wants to be a Husker. No, nobody wants to be a Husker. Not even me. (laughs) One day, guys, I'll leave. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, moving back right along. Carly says that there's no way that they can continue with the iCarly, like, web show since she's so far away. So, this triggers Sam because she has no other friends and needs something to do. So, she wants to come up with a plan to try to show Granddad that Spencer is actually a good guardian. Finally, she wants to, like, get this shit going because she realizes that she needs them. So, they all decide to brainstorm. They come up with a plan that Carly is going to do something really bad to make Spencer freak out on her. And then that'll make him look good to Granddad. Something that is, like, unrelated but related to the scene that I wanted to point out first. So this episode, we get to see a few more pictures in Sam's locker because we don't have the poster in there anymore. And whose picture do you think that we see in there? 2007? Um, Take a guess. Jesse McCartney. No, but that's a good guess. Jesse McCartney would probably be in my locker. But we see a picture of the one and only Drake Bell in Sam's locker. Of course. Of course I should have stuck with Nickelodeon. Yes. So this is the second Drake and Josh reference in one episode. And the second in the entire series so far. 
So, yep, Drake Bell is in Sam's locker. Take a peek at it. Also with Sam's locker, unrelated to the pictures in there, at the beginning of the shot, like, where we see them all standing at the locker and Carly's, like, putting everything in this box, Sam's locker is closed. And while she's pacing around, she comes back into a shot and the locker is now open. And then at the end, when they're all talking about this, like, plan that they have, her locker's closed again. SMH, director, come on. Yep. There's so there's, actually, there's someone that's called, I think it's a scene coordinator that's separate from the director who is supposed to be, like, tell the actors, like, oh, well, you took this sip when you said this word, so you have to yeah. do that every time now. To, like, make and it, like, like oh, match um, up. You, you put your hair behind your ear after you yelled at him, so you have to do that every time now. So whoever right. that person was, you you failed at your job at Nickelodeon. Yep. You failed on this day. They probably got fired after watching this back, so <laughs> RIP. This episode is dedicated to whoever that person is. <laughs> you know what, you guys? We're going to set up a GoFundMe. It's, uh, it's almost a decade later, but they probably need the help. Wait, it's over a decade. It's over a decade, yeah. It's like over a decade. We're old. It's like 13 years. Holy shit. Anyway. Uh, the other thing I noticed, last thing in this scene that I noticed, is in the background you can see like a poster on the wall in the school. And the poster says that they're having a book drive to help the homeless. And there's like a lot of homeless references in the whole series. And even later in this episode, again, we'll talk about it a little bit later. But, like, it's really weird because they bring up homeless people and, like, hobos. I'm putting that in quotes because that's the word that they use a lot in the entire series. But they bring it up so often, and a lot of the time it's, like, the brunt of the joke. And it's really sad, and this is just kind of, like, the first thing that I had noticed so far of them bringing up, like, homelessness. After all of this, we're back at the Shea apartment. And Spencer is cooking chicken stir-fry in this walk. And Grandpa comes in. They start to argue. And Spencer picks up this whole, like, raw fucking chicken and starts making it, like, dance and, like, mimicking Granddad with it. Like, it was like... Well, what what he said was he was like, oh, what are you cooking? Yeah. And he was like, oh, chicken stir-fry, if that's okay with you. Or do you think that this chicken needs to go back home with you to Yakima? (laughs) (laughs) And then Granddad, of course, just to be an asshole, brings up the fact that, like, Spencer never... He didn't want to be a lawyer. Why didn't he want to be a lawyer? And it's just, like, the wealth in this family to, like, expect someone to become a lawyer. Like, being a lawyer fucking sucks. Who would want to do that? Like, law school is not fun. It is not how to get away with murder. You're not murdering anyone. You're not burying anyone in the woods. There's no sexy romance. You're literally just <laughs> reading. Reading and taking tests. Well, like, it's God still... bless Spencer for being an artist. Yes. I was gonna say, it's still, like, the whole traditional thing, where it's like, oh, uh-huh. like, you're not a lawyer, you you aren't doing anything with your life. Like, that's the whole thing. Like, not only the wealth, but, like, the tradition. Yeah, I'm trying to think about, like, this family lineage, where it's yeah. like, you have someone who's a lawyer. Why is their dad in the military? Because I'm assuming this is their paternal grandpa. Where the fuck is the mom? I guess we'll find out later. But we have, like, the paternal grandpa who's like, I'm a lawyer, Spencer, be a lawyer. Spencer, why don't you want to be a lawyer? So it's like, why is the dad in the military? Was that, like, a point of contention? 
Is it just a function of the plot to get him, like, out of there? Well, it could be a a function of the plot, but, I mean, they bring up how he's in the Navy and he's on the submarine, so maybe he is, like, some kind of engineer in the Navy. Like, maybe he's not just, you know, like, like, maybe he has, like, a higher-up level job in the Navy, that he's some kind of engineer or something. Honestly, Spencer could have been an engineer. Did we see that hammer thing he created? He's got knowledge. <laughs> he didn't have to go the lawyer route. He's a physicist, honestly. Better than Chris Hallerlin. <laughs> That's all I have to say. <laughs> Get Spencer on the podcast. Not Jerry Trainer. Spencer. His yes. glorious mind. Uh, so after this whole argument, Carly storms in dressed emo as fuck. Like, head to toe. She has fake piercings, she's got colored hair clips, like, a bunch of them. And I just wanted to say that I used to have those same-ass hair clips, like, from Hot Topic. I didn't wear them like she did. I wasn't the full emo. Did you just say that you were you were not full emo? Well, I wasn't, like, like not how Carly was dressed. Like, that's what I want to make sure. Like, I had all the shit, but I wasn't, like the stereotypical, like, how they had her dressed emo. Oh, my God. I was quintessential MySpace scene kid. Oh, my God. Um, Spencer and Granddad are speechless. They, like, drop what they're doing after they see Carly walk in, and they immediately stop fighting. They're like, what the fuck? And Spencer says that he thinks that Carly looks fantastic. And Carly looks at him and is like, Really? Like, you you really think that? And she's trying to, like, shake her head, like, kind of, like, so that her granddad can't see. And so that Spencer can see it. To say that he doesn't like it. Like, she's trying to, like, show him, like, no, 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 like, say no. Say you don't like it. But Spencer doesn't get it. And he's like, yeah, like, I do like it. So granddad pulls Spencer aside and he's like, like how like why like do you actually think that she looks good like what the fuck Carly tries to interrupt them from their private conversation but in unison Spencer and granddad sternly go not now Carly and it's like Spencer can be serious when he wants to be or he needs to be you know like I thought that that was like a really good point to show that Spencer actually is really responsible and he knows how to be that, like, stern parental figure when he needs to be. But it's just, like, not all the time. But anyway, so Spencer explains to Granddad that she's a teenager and that you need to just let kids, like, express themselves and that it's just, like, a phase that she's going through. And I thought that this was, like, really cute because, I don't know, I feel like this is just another indication of, like, how Spencer is, like, a really good, like, holistic guardian like he is like very like in tune with his emotions and how he should be supporting Carly's self-esteem and ambition and creativity instead of you know forcing her to be like you know some weird concept of what she should be or what you know some adult thinks she should be like literally like I feel like letting kids like get their creative energy out and not controlling them is super important. And I think Spencer is, like, totally okay with not forcing Carly to do what he thinks is right. I feel like also because he's, like, younger, like, he gets it, too. Like, he remembers. It was more recent when he went through things like that. Like, maybe he didn't go through that same exact phase, but he gets maybe what she's going through and understands, like, 
that this would just be a phase and you just have to kind of let them go through it and just like support them through it because like I said earlier the more that you tell kids that it's like wrong and that they can't do things the more that they want to do them and the more like like enticing it seems for them to be able to do something that they can't do but if you just let them express themselves they'll just be able to express themselves and it's fine literally he was like a number one nirvana fan like seven ten years ago yeah so we love him and especially in this episode but so granddad responds and is like so then what's her next phase stealing cars swimming with hobos and here we go with the hobos and Spencer, he replies, I don't think hobos enjoy swimming. Like I don't even know what this is supposed to mean. What? I I don't know. It's like, again, like, there's no need for it to, like, be said. And it's, like, supposed to be, like, the punchline. Like, oh, I don't think that they enjoy swimming. And it's like, why? Like, it's literally dehumanizing them. Like, yeah. It's like, why would they not enjoy swimming? Like, in, unless they have some fear of swimming, okay, sure, because it's that person having a fear of swimming, but, like, <laughs> like what what is this supposed to mean besides them just trying to dehumanize and make fun of homeless people? Like, the only thing I could think of was that it was, like, a rip on how, like, they don't have, like, access to showers and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, maybe. Which it's like, I don't know. Like, this was just the point where I was like, okay, that doesn't need to be said. It was cruel and um unnecessary I did not it really was unnecessary I didn't enjoy it either and it just gets like worse throughout the whole series too but I don't like this is like the first thing I'm pretty sure this is the first reference at least of like homeless people or at least like the first like um overtly like prejudicial kind of joke about homeless people and it's just it pisses me off because literally the brunt of the joke is just, like, dehumanizing them, that they don't enjoy something that, like, most people do, unless you have some fear of swimming. But either way, don't yeah. like it. Um, so after this little homeless joke, Granddad and Spencer continue to argue, and Spencer goes, I know everything that goes on here. <laughs> Which, of course, jinxes him. Because the walk catches on fire, and then the entire kitchen starts to catch on fire. So what does Spencer do? He decides to grab a straw broom to try to put out the fire, because he's so smart. And obviously the broom catches on fucking fire, and everybody is freaking out. Because the entire kitchen is on fire now. So... Now that they're trying to escape the fire, <laughs> Spencer <laughs> grabs Carly, throws her over his shoulder. She's, like, trying to, like, fight him. And he tells her, quiet, I'm saving your life, is, like, sprinting out. Granddad is trying to call the fire department. And then Spencer tells Granddad, run, old man. <laughs> I love the way Spencer just, like, literally, like, grabbed Carly and, like, <laughs> threw her over yes. his shoulder because my brother literally would never and not just because <laughs> he doesn't have the physical agility but because he does not have the inclination he would literally just shuffle out and be like Cersei if you die you die <laughs> be like anyway like my brother would probably grab his like computer or like his like video games and shit like he'd be like anyway I gotta grab my stuff like worry about you and your shit you? like 
like, I'd be trying to grab like all plane. three cats, like trying to like, and he's like grabbing his like PS4, like fucking bringing that shit out, like he could not care. Which brings us back down to the lobby where everyone has been evacuated to, and of course Lubert's pissed as fuck because there's dozens of people in his lobby and he just mopped the floors. Which, okay, this really confuses me because Lubert is like a huge curmudgeon and he like seems to like really care about his job in some ways, like making sure that things are clean, getting upset when they're not clean, and he's like obsessed with like this weird cleanliness of like the lobby. But then on the mm-hmm. other hand, he is like viciously evil to the tenants, which it, which juxtaposes his like job as a hospitality employee. Well, I was going to say, also, they kind of, like, play him as, like, a smelly kind of guy, too. So, it's, like, he's very yeah, clean like about, like... gross. Yeah, about the lobby, but, like, he himself is, like, gross. But, sorry, continue. I just think it's, like, really weird that he is simultaneously, like, mean to people about his space being messed up, but then also clearly doesn't care about being, like, a good doorman or whatever, And it's, like, I feel like if you were to juxtapose, like, this sort of, like, doorman, like, character to someone like Mr. Mosby, where that makes sense. Mr. Mosby is mean to the children because the children are causing a ruckus, and he wants his lobby to be a nice place for his customers that he's nice to. So that makes sense why Mr. Mosby is a mean guy. But, like, Lubert being a mean guy to, like, the tenants and the adults and stuff like that, and, like, anyone who walks into his lobby, it's, like... I don't know, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, if you were mean and didn't care about his job, I would totally get that. But, like, he, like, weirdly cares about his job. Do you know what I mean? Right. Well, I think it's almost, like, I was gonna say also, like, how is he not fired at this point if he's mean and hates his job? Like, how is he still there? Um, Mm -hmm. like, maybe they're just struggling to find somebody who wants to be a doorman there. But, um, I feel like he's the kind of person who, like, not necessarily... Well, I was going to say he clearly does not love his job, but I think that he does the stuff that he needs to do. Like, he knows he needs to keep the lobby clean, so he, like, wants to keep it clean, and that's what he does. But I don't think he, like, would do it if he didn't have to. Like, I don't think he, like, cares about it in that way. Yeah. You like know? he's ticking the tasks off yes. the list, and then yes. people coming in and fucking it up, it's unchecked. He's like, why did you do this? Right, and then he knows he has to clean it again. So it's like adding things to his list. Like he's that makes like, sense. Yeah, I think that that's how like I'm interpreting it. That it's like he is just pissed off because he has shit that he finished, and now that people are coming in and like fucking it up, he has to do it again. If I lived in this apartment, I would literally be like, I can't. I the doorman needs to shut the fuck up. Like I can't deal with that energy in my life when I'm just in the lobby of my apartment. I would but, pay for then, the fucking, like, backdoor access. Like, I would never go through the lobby. Like, I would pay, like, millions of dollars extra to never see this man again. Like, he's so fucking guys, rude. Natalie has millions of dollars. I don't, but I would find it to never see Lubert. <laughs> like, such a miserable entity. And it then, really so, the whole apartment complex is um, evacuated into the lobby, which is inaccurate, because I was evacuated out of a hotel once, and they did not let us stay in the lobby. They said, get your ass out on the street. Yeah, you have to go outside. Safe. Safe from everything. But they're in the lobby, and of course, because Freddie lives there, Freddie's down there, and Sam randomly shows up, and is, like, yelling at her mom to stay in the fucking car, 
And that gets a laugh from the laugh track. And Sam shows up and she's like, oh, Freddie texted me about the fire. So that's why I'm here. And it's like, in what fucking world is Freddie texting Sam about this day-to-day <laughs> shit in his apartment? Like, if it was Carly, it would have made a whole lot more sense. But she's like, oh, yeah, hey, Carly, you didn't tell me anything was happening, but Freddie texted me. And to me, this really seems like Fram, Fram. Fram. Not <laughs> Sadie, it's Fram. It really seems to me like Freddie and Sam are like, when I first wrote this, I said that they were sleeping together on the side, and then I realized I was like, they're literally 12, that is not happening. But it seems to me they're like children. they are like, they haven't like even like, kissed anyone yet. They 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 skipped it. <laughs> they skipped. No kissing. They full skipped. penetration. <laughs> they skipped the kiss and went straight to third base. <laughs> oh my god! But it seems to me like they're like flirting via text when they're not around each other. Yeah. And then when they're in person, they're too like they're too emotionally immature and embarrassed and don't want people to know yes. and they don't know how to process their emotions so they're like mean to each other to like cover up the fact that like they go home wow. and they're like hey stinky hey stinky. <laughs> thinking about that yam booty you got oh yeah, yeah. you mean ham <laughs> can of yams in her pants <laughs> Oh, my God. No, I didn't even notice, like, until you said that, I didn't even notice that, like, she had said that Freddie was the one who had texted her. Like, that's, that adds, like, a whole other layer to their relationship. Because it's so true, like, they clearly have some kind of a relationship outside of their just, like, oh, they're just hanging out strictly because of the web show and strictly because of Carly. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like it makes sense that they would have each other's numbers because of the web show, like, they probably have, like, a little group chat on the side going, you know, about, like, iCarly shit. But, like, like they're clearly texting because why would Freddie just text her about this, like, fire? That's, like, something that you say to, like, a friend or, yeah. or like, somebody that you're dating. Like, hey, this is what I'm going through right now. Come through. Come, like, comfort me. Come figure out what's going on. But also, like, my thought was, like, why would Sam willingly go into, like, a burning fire? Like, a burning like, building. why would she beeline to that apartment? Right. And, like, why would her mom just be like, yeah, I'm going to go drive you to, like, an apartment building that's on fire. Have fun. And then she just, like, honks, like, hey, honey, you know, are you good inside? And Sam's like, bitch, leave me the fuck alone. Like, I am going to go hang out with my friends in this fire and burn down together. Like, what? It, it just fully, like, reminded me of, like, I feel like this happened to me a lot in grammar school. Well, I would be, like, I would be texting a guy. Yes. And, like, we'd be, like, flirty and stuff like that. And then I'd see them in person and try to be, like, eh. And they would just be, like, <laughs> like, the standing emoji. Like, you would pretend like you guys don't exist. Yes. Yeah. Like, because it's, like, totally different in texting. It's still me to this day. Because texting be different. So maybe her ham ass was like a callback to a text that they had that we didn't know about. Oh my God. She was like, I am inhaling this ham. And he was like, you know what else is a ham? Your ass. (laughs) And I'd like to inhale that too. And I'd love to eat that ham. Hell yeah. (laughs) Oh my 
like if we're gonna get arrested. <laughs> Spencer is like apologizing to Carly, and Mrs. Benson overhears it and is like, "You're responsible for this," and gets really, really angry. Yeah, and this is the first sighting of Mrs. Benson, correct? Yeah, this is the first actual sighting. Like, we've heard stuff about her. She's been mentioned and everything. But this is the first time we see the Mrs. Benson. So she gets super pissed at Spencer and goes, Because of you, I had to stop rubbing anti-tick lotion on Freddy. Which, why was she rubbing it on him? Mommy issues. Suddenly, Sam just appears next to Freddy because obviously she was searching him out in the crowd. <laughs> and Freddy's, like, talking to his mom and he's like, I don't have ticks. And Miss Benson is like, they hide in your leg hair. And Freddy's like, I don't have leg hair. And then his mom goes, which worries me deeply. And it's like, do you remember in grammar school when, like, boys started to slowly become men? And, like, they started to, like, grow hair and shit? Like, it yes. honestly fucking grossed me the fuck out. I hate yep. hairy men. I me don't too. like guys with beards. I don't like chest hair. And especially hairy asses. I cannot stand. I can, Like, some guys will have a full-on, like, beard on their butt cheeks. I can't. Listen. It's funny because I'm the same exact way. Well, first of all, let's get this out there. I like short men. Like, I like... Yes! 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 <laughs> like, I love me a short king, okay? I want somebody who's short, no hair. I was analyzing this because I was talking to somebody about this, and I was like, you know what that sounds like? A Lesbian. Woman. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I have no... I've always said... I like a man with a feminine body. Yes. Now, what the hell does that mean, Cersei? Oh, my God. Things are starting to add up. Two plus two might equal four. <laughs> Makes sense to me. Yep. And, of course, Sam is about to bully Freddy for this. And he just yells, it's precautionary. And I just feel like the fire, <laughs> the sensuality in that moment, it's pretty unparalleled. <laughs> They are ready to go at it at any moment. <laughs> this is like 100% poor, poor play. I almost said poor play. 100% poor play. <laughs> Maybe Sam also likes hairless men, which would make sense because she's a lesbian too, so. 10,000%. Yeah. <laughs> and then Spencer is like so disappointed in himself, in himself that he goes up to Carly and granddad and is just like, yep. Go to Yakima with Granddad. I'm too much of an irresponsible twat to take care of you. And then the fire department comes down and is like, oh, it's all clear. And then this firefighter who's black is holding the wok with the stir-fried chicken that Spencer made and is just eating it and is like, mmm, that's good. some good chicken stir-fry. And, like, that just felt, like, racist. yeah. I agree. My thought was that Spencer never finished cooking the stir fry. Like, the last time we saw him cooking, there was a whole raw chicken next to the wok. Like, it wasn't even cut up, wasn't even cooked, wasn't even put in there yet. Literally. So, like, how does the fireman know that it's chicken stir fry? And even if he doesn't know... It definitely does not taste good because there's no chicken in it. <laughs> and it's fucking charred as hell because it, like, blew up. It literally caught on so, fire. 
myth busted. <laughs> and then we're back up at the loft, and Carly is packed, and it is time to go. <laughs> and they, like, talk about, she's, her and Granddad are, like, talking, and she's like, ah, yes, the sweet smell of Yakima. I thought it was funny because it's just like they're really driving home this fucking Yakima joke. And then Spencer comes out with a whole ass list of all of Carly's ailments, her favorite foods, some of her like school needs. Like he's like, oh yeah, she's been struggling in math, so you might want to get her a tutor. Oh, he also discloses like all the vitamins she needs and that she's super into coffee, but he only gives her decaf. And grandfather is impressed by this and he's like Mm -hmm. Spencer this is impressive and Spencer literally is like wow thanks and like walks away (laughs) like he just spit in his face he's like pissed off because granddad doesn't know the difference between like soup and stews or like chowder it It was chowder it was chowder I was like wait I knew it was something else and Spencer's like um fucking uncultured swine like (laughs) And then Freddie and Carly say goodbye, and Freddie, like, is almost about to cry, and he's like, be strong, Freddie, which just, have you ever referred to yourself in the third person so casually? No. Thank God. And then Sam asks Carly, who's gonna take the blame for my ridiculous stunts? And then Carly asks Sam, can you at least try to stay out of trouble and then sam of course says no and they share a tender hug and it was so sad and i i'm gonna say i teared up i fully teared up (laughs) i was like sad too because this is the first time that we really see sam like actually gives a fuck about carly and like loves her like in her own little weird like toxic kind of way but like the hug that they share like you can tell that she does really love her and she's gonna miss her But I did want to point out, although it was sad and, like, we know that Sam, like, loves Carly, (laughs) Sam says that she put lobsters in Mrs. Briggs' car. (laughs) Um, we can't just gloss over the fact that she put lobsters in a teacher's car. They're a delicacy! Miss Briggs should be happy that she just got some free fucking lobsters. But then she's like, well, who's gonna take the blame for me? Like, yourself! Like, that's who, like, learned how to take self-accountability. It was a gift. Miss Briggs is happy that a student gave her some <laughs> fresh lobsters. Like, what? Well, apparently not, because Carly took the blame for her, so. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, I was like, even even though Sam shows that she's, like, really caring and everything, like, she still has to throw in that she's toxic in there. And that, like, she can't just, like, take responsibility for what she does. Like, she still needs to be a little toxic. So. Before Carly leaves, Freddie like leaps at her legs and is on his knees, like with his <laughs> arms wrapped around her, and just starts bawling. And then, of course, Sam like rips Freddie off of Carly's legs because that's her fucking man's like, simping for yeah. another woman, and she hates it. She's like, "Get off your fucking knees, bitch!" <laughs> Only when I tell you to be on your knees. <laughs> Literally, you know that Sam's like a dom. He's like a yeah. He wants, like, a fin dom. Yeah. That's how Sam gets all her shit. Freddie purchased it for me. (laughs) And then they're ready to leave, and Grandpa's like, Kali, are you going to say goodbye to Spencer? (laughs) And Spencer is so emo when he says this. He's like, 
Yeah. And, like, mad and angsty, he's like, we already said goodbye before you came up. And he's, like, so (laughs) sexy when he says this. Like, so angry and sexy. And it's so sad because, like, that means that their goodbye was so emotional that they had to say goodbye before anybody else was there. Like, can you imagine? Like, we got to see Freddy fucking, like, throwing himself at Carly. (laughs) And we didn't even get to see... Carly and Spencer's goodbye, so I can't even imagine how emotional their goodbye was. Oh, you know it was fucking sad. sad. Yeah. So, Grandpapa and Carly leave, and Carly asks um, Freddie and Sam to walk her out. And Carly and Spencer just give each other this really sad wave before they exit forever. And Spencer sits on the couch, sad as fuck, and then, boom, a memory hits, and he runs (laughs) to his room... And then runs out of the apartment after them. But before he leaves, he gets a phone call. And he answers it. And he's like, no, Freddie's not here, Mrs. Benson. I don't know when I grew leg hair! Which is, like, (laughs) a great moment for a callback. Like, Carly's literally about to leave to Yakima. And Mrs. Benson is like, hey, Spencer, um, when did you grow leg hair? But also, like, who the fuck would do that? Like, I know that, like... She's crazy, clearly. We can already tell through all these episodes, but it's like, if some woman just called me asking about my leg hair, I would be genuinely concerned. I'd be like, hello, 911. Why is this older woman asking me about my leg hair? (laughs) I see where you're coming from, but I, like, know a crazy mom like this who is, like, unhinged, and there are women like this. I mean, I believe it. Like, I totally believe that women like this exist, but, like read the room again and then we're back down at the lobby and of course lubert is screaming about people because he just re-cleaned the floors and like i just want to say like the way he walks and his makeup something about it just reminds me of a zombie like it's not natural it's creepy no it is i think that that's like part of his character though that he's like just like not Like, he's just not real. Yeah, he's, like, not human. Like, he's just so, like, gross, so mean, so this, so that. Like, doesn't walk like a regular person. (laughs) Like, they just really fuck with this dude. But, so, like, they all come out of the elevator, right? Like, Granddad, Carly, Freddie, and Sam. And something that I noticed is when they go into the elevator in the apartment, Freddie is carrying, like, a red duffel bag. And then when they come downstairs and they come out of the elevator, Freddie is not carrying any luggage at all. So where did the duffel bag go? Where did it go? It's that same person, the set coordinator, whoever they are. (laughs) Whatever their title is, they fucked up. We're getting this person fired. This show ended years ago, but we're getting this person fired. (laughs) Some bullshit. And then Spencer comes sprinting down the stairs to give Carly her inhaler, and this is just hilarious. Carly's like, I haven't had an asthma attack since I was seven. And Grandpa, I hate the way he fucking delivers this line. He's (laughs) so impressed and so inquisitive. It's like he's cracking the fucking Da Vinci Code. He's like, why did you keep that? All these years. And Spencer's like, <laughs> plays into that. This is like a huge epic moment. Like, oh, I'm just bringing yes. her inhaler. And he's like, yes. In case she needed it. It's just, it, this is so obnoxious. And it's like, this medicine hasn't been used in how long? Like, it's expired. It's not usable. Like, what is going well, on right now? 
I still use expired medicine because medicine is really fucking expensive and I don't have the money to keep buying it. And it still works. Like, it's not like it doesn't work anymore. It's just, like, not as effective. And I'm putting that in quotes because, like, they say that most of the time to make you buy new medicine because Big Pharma is a scam. So, I stand with Spencer keeping this inhaler that has not been used since she was seven. But they're also the 1%, so... I think they have great health insurance. No, he also jumped down and relocated his shoulder because he didn't want to go to the doctor. That's true. He has a trust fund, but no insurance. Yes. So he (laughs) hates the doctor either way. So he be keeping that old ass medicine and I don't blame him. For some reason, Carly refuses to take it. So Spencer gives it to grandpapa just in case, which it's like, okay, my brother has asthma and he has not had an attack in years. But it's so traumatizing having an asthma attack that it's, like, you're terrified of ever getting it again. So, like, I don't know why Carly, like, wouldn't be scared just in case and be like, oh, yeah, who knows what'll happen. She's also in that age where it's kind of, like, not cool to have things like that. It's not cool to have asthma! It's not cool to, like, have, like, an inhaler, you know, like, it's, like... You're, you're like a loser if you have You have like a that. medical so condition. You're a fucking yeah. loser. And then the grandpa looks at the inhaler, like, so dramatically, and then looks back at the list Spence made, and then back at Spencer and Carly sharing their goodbye hug, and he goes, I'm not gonna need this inhaler. He just keeps getting more <laughs> New York the more I do it. And Spencer's like, look, asthma's tricky. And he's like, I'm not gonna need it. Because I want Kali here with you. And the laugh track <laughs> turns into a woo track and it goes crazy. Yep. As if woo! we didn't see that coming. As if we thought Grandpa would really take her. Maybe. <laughs> and then Freddy dives to Grandpa's knees in gratitude. But he <laughs> literally dives like head first into his crotch. And then the Grandpa goes... Would somebody remove this young man from my trousers? And it's like, that feels, like, really weirdly sexual to me. Like, why did he say trousers instead of legs or pants? Well, like, trousers is, like, an old people term. Like, old people call pants trousers. So, like, I didn't really think anything of it. I mean, I'm very familiar with old people, but it's, it was not, it was not the vibe to me. I don't know. Like, I just, like, didn't think much of it. I was like, okay, yeah, like, old people call pants trousers. Like, yeah, that's weird, but, like, he's old, so I didn't really think much of it. (laughs) Well, Grandpa warns them that he is still going to be dropping in from time to time because he thinks Spencer is a bit of a quote-unquote nut bar and I was like, is that just, like, a PC way of saying fruitcake? Yeah. I, I thought, like, fruitcake or, like, just, like, nutty. Like, he's just, like, a weird, like, like goofball, kind of. Just, yeah. like, combining nutty and, like, goofball together. I, it's I, um, I Carly verse word. My grandma used to say fruit and fruitcake all the time, and I just thought it was, like, a random thing, and then I turn, it turns out it's, like, super homophobic. Yeah, it is. It's like a PC way of being homophobic <laughs> without like full blown saying like a slur. Spencer is a lesbian. Yeah. Anyway. So is Sam. Yup. They're both out there. And then, so the grandpa's like, uh, you're a bit of a nut bar. And Spencer's like, why? Because I do this? And then he does 
the weird tummy thing again where he's like, woo, woo, and like rubbing his belly and lifting his shirt up. And then grandpa goes, no, don't do that. You do it like this. And then the grandpa does it. And I, I hate it so much because it's so uncomfortable to look at. Well, it's like, I was just sitting here like, why? Why? Again, why is this like a plot point? Like, why is this a major plot point in the episode? <laughs> like, this is the callback of the episode, is them fucking rubbing their stomachs. And, and it gets worse. It gets so much worse. Fucking Carly is like, you guys are so embarrassing. If you're going to do it, do it right. And then Carly <laughs> does it. But Miranda Cosgrove looks so fucking uncomfortable. Like, it yes. seems through the screen. And, like, she doesn't bring her shirt up, like, as high as the boys do. Like, no. she literally brings her shirt up maybe two inches and, like, hardly rubs her belly and is like, woo, 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 woo. Well, she's it's also like, really stiff with it. But it was yeah. the same thing with her dancing, too, where she's just, like, really, like, stiff, like, in her acting and her dancing and everything, too. So I was just like, this is just weird. Like, she looks like someone is literally holding a gun to her head. Like, she does not yeah. want to be doing that. And then, of no, course... No, I wouldn't either. <laughs> Sam and Freddie just look at each other and are like, meh. And then they start doing it. <laughs> and it's like, wh- why? Again, why? Why did they all decide that this was a thing? Why did Freddie and Sam join in? Why did they look at each other and they were like, yeah, okay. Woo, might woo, as well, woo, I guess. Woo, might as well. Woo. Like, What? I I just don't understand. And then Lubert comes in and looks at them and just screams in disgust and annoyance. <laughs> and it's like, honestly, same Luby. Same. He made points. I stand with Luby. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, here he looks, like, especially zombie-esque. Like, something yes. like, his face looks, like, a little bit decrepit and, like, like it's falling apart, kind of, or, like, decaying. Yeah. And then, also, as they pull back... Like, on the scene, like, every single actor, aside from Lubert, is, like, rubbing their belly and making the woo noise. And just in comparison to every other actor, you can just see how Miranda is so uncomfortable and she's the only one, like, not really getting into it. And, like, everyone else is participating and Miranda's just like, I do not want to fucking do this. And this reminds me of, like, Jeanette McCurdy did an interview where she was like, Mm -hmm. it was so embarrassing being 15 years old and being on iCarly because... Your friends are not like, oh, you're on a TV show that's so cool. Your friends are like, oh, you're on, like, a Nickelodeon show that's kind of cringy. It's for kids. Yeah, yeah. And I can totally see how, like, because I always wanted to be, like, a child star. I was so jealous of, like, kids casted on Disney and Nick shows when I was younger. And it's so weird hearing that because I would have done anything to be in her position, you know? But, like, I can totally understand, like, being 15 years old and doing, woo, 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 woo. Like, on screen, like, I would kind of want to kill myself. Add that in, too. Like, it's already just, like, a really weird thing to be doing with a grown 26-year-old man. Plus a, like, (gasps) what, how old is he? Like, a 60-something-year-old man who's also doing it. 68. Plus all, like, the directors and producers and everything else that are watching you do this. Plus, knowing that it's going to go on TV and that, like, people are going to see you doing this. Like, that's a lot. That's a lot of layers. I would also feel uncomfortable, so I don't blame her either. Cause this oh, is yeah, I don't, weird. I don't blame her at all. I think it's strange that they they could see how uncomfortable she was and didn't yeah. change the script. That's what I'm right. commenting on. Like, I'm not shaming, like, a little child actress who's doing weird shit. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 
Like, I think... No, of course they wouldn't change anything because they just do what they want and they throw in whatever weird-ass shit that they want because they fetishize these little kids. I know. So. Like, I feel like if I wrote Not the shocked. script and I thought that was really funny and then I saw Miranda Cosgrove acting that way, I would be like, oh, honey, you don't have to lift your shirt up if you don't want to. Just rub above the shirt, you know? Like, just yeah, give her yeah, some direction like it. that. It's like, she was just so visibly, visibly uncomfortable doing it. I can't believe they just, like, left it like that. Yeah, I don't know. And that's probably, like, the best take that they had, too. Yeah. So, so like, that knows, makes it even worse. Who knows, who knows how, how worse it even was. Yeah. Oh, my God. Poor girl. So, after this final belly rub session that they all have together, we have the lovely post credit scene. And it's just a girl singing and, like, sitting and playing her guitar. And she's, like good i guess i mean she's not like amazing or anything it's fine but also there's like a woo track behind it No, literally when i was watching this i was like this girl who can like sing and play the guitar was probably yeah. so excited when she found out that she was gonna be like in the end credit scene of this super popular right. show that gets like what four to five million viewers per episode she was yeah. probably like this is the beginning of my career and it this was is it, not. I'm going to be a star. It like, was no. absolutely not. <laughs> My final thoughts on the episode are, I hated most of it. Um, <laughs> I, I just, like, I hated, we went over it, but I hated how they were saying granddad. And yes. I hated how much they said it. And I hated it also because then we had to also say granddad so much. And I hated saying it throughout this entire episode. I kept fucking up, like, I transitioned into grandpa halfway through. I was like, yes. I kept switching back and forth because it just doesn't seem natural calling, like, my grandpa, like, granddad. Like, it's way too formal. But they said it, like, every other sentence in this entire fucking episode. And I also hated. The stomach rubbing, which we have gone over to, like, I hated that it occurred. I hated that it occurred multiple times. And then lastly, of course, our poor screen guy. Um, there were so many mess ups in this entire episode. Well, since Natalie gave her, like, most hated things, things <laughs> I will give my most loved things. Yes, tell us what you loved. I love that Spencer looked like a super sexy mixture between... Dane Cook and Tyler Aston the entire episode. Yes, scrumptious. Scrumdiddlyumptious. <laughs> I'm super happy that they sort of shed a kind of positive light on, like, non-traditional parenting. Because yes. that's important. We love um, that. And I'm I'm super happy that there were tons of great SETI moments. I love SETI moments. I kind of want to call it Fram. I like Fram, Fram. way better. <laughs> we're going to start a new movement, and we're going to call them Fram now. This is oh. like- I rewatch iCarly, new fan name for Freddie and Sam is Fram. It is over, like, a decade since this started. And we're just like, no, it's not SETI, it's Fram. Yeah, like, you have to correct people now. Like, no, sorry, it's actually Fram. Like, <laughs> have you not listened to I rewatch iCarly? Like, they call it Fram. Hello? <laughs> what would what would Carly and, and Freddie be? What? <laughs> Farty? <laughs> Farley? <laughs> Chris Farley? <laughs> I'm just gonna call them Farty. Farties. Farties and Frammies. Oh my god. <laughs> so we decided to make the Pod Babe of the Week 
His Instagram is rt.tran, and his Twitter is trandomgo. He tweeted us saying that he was currently listening to our episode and that he couldn't stop laughing, how chaotic it was, and that he felt like one of the iCarly viewers who leaves nice comments <laughs> for them to see, which is such a nice tweet. And That's then he so messaged sweet. us on Instagram saying that that was him and that he loves the podcast. So we love you. And for that, you are our pod babe of the week. Thank you so much. And if you want to be the pod babe of the week, go ahead and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts because it really helps us out. We love you guys. And we'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. You can find us at iRewatchiCarly.com for cool behind the scenes like what we're drinking, how much we're drinking, and everything that we're keeping track of on iCarly. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at iRewatchiCarly. And I'm Cersei. You can find me on Twitter at TequilaThought. You can find me on Instagram at Cersei.mp3. That's C-I-R-C-E dot M-P-3. TikTok at Buckass. That's F-U-K-K-A-S-S. And you can visit my website, OfficialCersei.com, for everything I've been working on. My name is Natalie. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Natalie R. Collins and on TikTok at The Real Catalyst. Disclaimer, all views discussed in this podcast are opinions for the purpose of comedy, which includes but is not limited to satire, parody, and critique, and are not meant to represent fact of any of the individuals or involved parties discussed.